Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin, and I'm excited to hang out with you all today. But I'm especially excited because I get to hang out with my good friend, Gavin Espinoza. Welcome yes, to the podcast, Gavin. Yes, Josh. Yes, he's here. Woo! Love Gavin me. and I excited love... excited to be here with you. <laughs> also me. We we love hanging out together. We have a blast when we get to do the podcast together. Absolutely. Um, lots of history between the two of us. We've been youth pastors together for a long time, and I've got good to history. work along. Yeah, good history. Good history. Yeah, some funny history. Really, uh-huh. there's a lot of uh-huh. funny stuff in there, <laughs> and then there's some history where it's like it's funny for other people, but we don't think it's that funny. Like Absolutely. that kind of history. Yeah, but who doesn't have that history? You know, right? Some people, some people have it. They just don't. They don't openly talk about it the way you and I do. No, we're, so we understand. That's, I say that's a them problem. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. That's, well, that's yeah. What do they say? Wisdom is learning from other people's mistakes. We offer people a lot of opportunities to gain (laughs) wisdom. We are, man, some people have wisdom. Uh Some people help other people get wisdom, Yes, right? Yes, And we just happen to be the second part of that. Absolutely. We want to help other people get it. So We contribute the way we um, can. You, so Gavin's the youth pastor at our Yukon Life Church location. And Gavin, how many years you've been there at that campus? At this campus, six and a half. Six and a half years six and been and on half. staff for a little over 10. Over 10. Little, yeah, just yeah. over 10. Um, so um, I'm really glad that you're with us today. I also know that you have some pretty big stuff happening in your life right now. Give me mm. like what, you know, if you had to pick a thing, you could pick if anything. I- if I picked pick one, thing. one thing, kind of big, I could get a phone call at any moment and my wife say, let's go to the hospital mm. because our second child is here. So that's, can we all that's agree? How- <laughs> can we all agree right now that everyone's hoping Gavin's phone rings during this podcast? Yeah, like absolutely. even I'm hoping. I mean, it would <laughs> it would definitely, you know, divert some plans. But bro, if your phone rings during this podcast... I mean, you better have that thing on speaker. Like, I, uh, I want to know. I, I want to be a part of it. Yeah, I will not play it cool. I'll be, guys, <laughs> I got to go. Like, it'll be, it'll be so not cool and so unprofessional just so you can be on the emotional journey with me. But we're I, super excited. Oh, man. I'm excited for you, buddy. That is going to be awesome. Um, yeah, so here's for that happening, hopefully. Um, but, hey, until then – we are going to have, we're going to do a podcast together and we're going to talk <laughs> through, we, we've done this before, but it's been a while. And this podcast is a switch leader Q&A. And so basically switch leaders submit in various questions about various topics and we take those uh, questions and we just have a conversation around them. And so um, the, the ways Gavin and I answer these questions are not the way to answer the question, they're often a way to answer the question. And so it means that, yes, we are taking um, what is likely, you know, years of experience to that maybe we've dealt with that kind of conversation or situation before, but that doesn't mean that there aren't more ways to deal with it. And so we would encourage you, if you hear something today discussed and you're like, man, that's a question I've been asking and you hear us talk about it and you leave still going, man, I wish I could further that conversation. I would encourage you to know your youth pastor at your campus would love to further that conversation with you. So please take that opportunity um, and continue the conversation. And then you may hear something today and you go, man, I didn't hear the question answered that I really want to hear. 
then do us a favor and send us an email. Send send it to switch at life.church. Just shoot us an email, switch at life.church um, with your question or with your topic. Maybe there's an entire topic you'd love to hear on the podcast. That would help us a ton because if it's valuable to you, it's valuable to somebody else. And so we want to hear about it. But hey, let's go ahead and kick this thing off. So Gavin, I'm going to start us with the first question. I'm going to let you kind of start the conversation with it. So here's the question. It says, when a student wants to talk about a hot topic, how do I keep the group on track? Do I step aside with that student and let the co-leader lead? Or what's the best plan of action? Oh, my goodness. It depends how <laughs> hilarious the topic is, That's uh, how, how relevant the topic is. No, you know what? It's, it's one of those things where it is not like every time this happens, here's what you have to do. Uh, this is a situational awareness uh, thing you've got to learn as the group leader because it's just reminding, we are not Sunday school teachers. Our job is not necessarily to get the lesson plan done, but it's to build relationships with students in a way that leads them closer to Christ. So there you might be it. a day where the hot topic is so interesting for all of them and you've got a pretty good way you can tie some jesus in uh, on the back end and you let the hot topic ride now if the student wants to talk about the hot topic or the same hot topic every single week i that's where you gotta find and let's let's let someone else have an opportunity to share about their life or uh, keep them more into a centralized whatever the message was on type of topic, but I don't think that's every week. You've got to make sure you bring them back into the specific thing that's going on because they have lives, uh, and if our primary goal is relationships, it is our job to enjoy the process of whatever topics they may want to talk about and help guide them in that process. I like that you said it depends how hilarious the topic is. Um, <laughs> so here's and here's the thing. Here's what part of what you really hit on. You said. Um, and I think this is what I gathered from it. Not, not all hot topics are bad topics. So yeah. like, because if to us, you know, we just have to be careful to, to not look at a hot topic and think, man, here we go again. We're talking about something else. Like, no, I mean, if it's a hot topic, then it matters to them. And so that means it does have to matter to us. It doesn't mean that it matters to everybody in the group and it doesn't mean we let it own the conversation, but it also doesn't mean we should dismiss it or inst or like immediately look for a way to move on. Right. And so I, yeah. I, I think there was a lot of wisdom in what you shared there. And, and I think that the leader asking the question also, you know, I think that they know that I think it's, it's us kind of learning the balance of like, okay, how do I give time to that? But then how do I also make sure that we get back on track and lead to the right place? And so that's, that's that, good. Yeah. yeah. And that can be done. That can be done through tons of different ways. And they mentioned in the question, do I step aside and, uh, with that student and let a co-leader lead? Um, yeah. Like sometimes that's exactly yeah. what you do. Um, sometimes if it happens enough, you do that before the small group ever starts. Right. Like sometimes you actually know who the student is. You pull them aside and you say, and, and you maybe have a conversation. You say, hey, you know, this is something that's been happening a lot. We think you're awesome. Like we think you're a great leader. And we just wanted to ask you if you would be willing to save some of those until the end of our time so that we can stay focused or maybe even give that student five minutes at the beginning of time with you alone to get some of that stuff out. So there's a lot of different ways that that can play out. Great yeah. question. Um, okay. So the next question, when it comes to mandatory reporting, um, how do I keep a student's trust while telling their parents? 
This is a this is a really good question. Um, I'll I'm going to start this one because of how um, because I I'm literally this week in the deal in in the middle of dealing with this exact situation. Yeah, so and, yeah. and honestly, I think as youth pastors, we actually deal with this a lot. But right, um, this situation just happens to be one where man, these leaders are awesome, so involved, doing all the right things. They know that the mom of this particular student tends to feel a little bit more um, maybe threatened by the idea that we would even call a checkup. Like, you, you know, and, and we only have great intentions, but but maybe something to do with what she's experienced in the past somewhere has led her to feel a little nervous about that. So she can be hard to get a hold of. And so with us, it's like, okay, if I know there's something happening and I know that I need to do some type of mandatory reporting, um, whether it be to a play, you know, whether we find out like, hey, we have to take this to DHS, this is a, a higher level. Or if it just means, no, I need it. I need to talk with their parents. How do we do it? Well, well, th- this is what I would say. I have had people in the past that focused so much on their fear that their student wouldn't trust them anymore, that they didn't mm-hmm. want to say anything. Yeah. And my challenge would be, if you find yourself in that place, you have you have likely unintentionally X'd out all of the other much more important parts of this conversation. Like you have, mm-hmm. you have eliminated them from the conversation and therefore you no longer have a clear view as to why you really know what you have to do. And so regardless of how a student is going to respond, if there is something in place that's going to harm a kid or that they're going to harm themselves, it is our job to set them up to, to win and to be in a right. safe place. Yeah. And so some of the different ways we can do this well, though, is we can tell them, hey, listen, what you just shared with me makes me really concerned because I love you and I care about you. And That's I good. know that you probably don't want your parents to know, but I need you to know that maybe you're a parent yourself and you can say, I need you to know that as a parent myself, if you come to me with something like that, I'm not thinking about how, how you're in trouble. I'm thinking about how much I love you and I want to support my kid. Right. And so I hope that you know your parents want that for you and I will walk through this with you. But I want to ask you, rather than asking me to tell your parents, I want to encourage you to have this conversation with your mom and dad tonight. And if if you're not feeling like you can have it alone, I would love to have it with you. I would love to, to meet you at your house and go in and we can talk to them together. I'm on your team. We can do this. And so I love to put it on the student and give them an opportunity to have the conversation, but but also not to think, okay, I told them to have the conversation. That must mean it happened because it doesn't. We still at some point have to have a conversation with mom and dad yeah, and let them know what's going on. But it's always great when the student is able to have it first. That's been my experience anyways. What are your thoughts? No, that's that's I, I loved your response, and it goes back to reframing the main priority. The main priority is not to keep a student's trust. Trust is important in any relationship, but the main priority is seeing the student step into everything God has for them, everything that God wants them to become. Uh, and when we look at things from that way, it's a simple answer of when we tell the parents and how we tell the parents. And it, just like you said, it always comes better when a student's able to 
show a level of maturity and step into adulthood and gain some more trust and respect from their parents in the long run uh, by being open and honest with what's going on. Because the heart of a real parent is, man, I want to see my student, my child succeed. Uh, so it might be an initial worry, uh, but it becomes less and less a worry when you lead with love. That's great. Well, hey, for our next question, I'm going to skip one. I'm going to go to what's number four that we have here. It says, and I'm going to let you start with this one. It says, what do I do when a student asks a question I don't know how to answer? I don't know. And that's actually your answer. It's just responding uh, with, I, I don't know. Let me find out about that. Uh, Johnny, that is a great question, and I'm so like proud of you for thinking that way. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I want you to do some research, and I'll do some research, and you let me know what you find out, and I'll tell you what I find out. Uh, I think oftentimes, sometimes students just want to see what you know, and they don't actually care about the answer. Now, if a student really does care, and they're willing to help do some of the research, you're accomplishing multiple things. It's that old adage, give someone a fish, feed them lunch, teach them to fish, feed them for life. We're not just here to answer students' questions, but we want to show them how to ask life's tougher questions. Where do you have those good resources? Uh, so for you as a leader, I don't know is a great and acceptable answer. But also it's not your job to feed them every single answer, but you're supposed to go on a journey with them. Uh, that's what we're here for. So that's what I would say. Look forward to the journey. Tell them some places you're going to look. Show them how you do research uh, and then see what they come up with and talk through their results. What I love about that, too, is is when a, when a student asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, I think sometimes we think of it as, man, like this this could be a potential loss. Like this could really go bad. In truth, you are set up for such a great opportunity because, because if you respond by making some kind of crap up, just know that, that you just, you did, you just lost a lot of equity lost because they know it. when you're making stuff up, like don't, yeah. don't make something up. That doesn't help anybody. But when you respond with humility and go, Hey, honestly, guys, I'm no different than you. I've got a lot of questions myself and I appreciate you challenging me. You just built equity. Like you really did. You just built more trust by by admitting you don't know the answer, which a lot of times is the opposite of what we think in our heads is the truth. But that is the truth. You build more trust with it. So huge opportunity there. Uh, the next question, how do I help my students open up? And then maybe like a second part to that is how do I help my students um, go deeper in their faith. So maybe a first part and second part, but how do I help my students open up? What are your thoughts? How do I help my students open up? You start with one. Um, I think one of the big hopes is that you're going to have this great group discussion every single week. Um, when it starts with building trust with one or two or three, one at a time, outside of small group time. Uh, and the more you invest outside of small group time, the more you build a relationship and go to the things that they're interested in, you are going to see your small group time 
uh, grow exponentially. And so it's one of those things, how do I help my students open up? If the only time you're trying to get them to open up is during switch group time, I mean, you will probably get there one day, but the road's going to be a lot more beautiful and like the depth of it will go a lot faster and healthier when you invest outside of that switch group time. Right. It can be as simple as your group text message. Like, it doesn't mean you're committing to spending every day, an hour a day with the students. It's consistently showing up for them uh, outside when they would just expect you to. And when they do expect you to, you're consistent and you show God's love. Along with that, going deeper in the faith, it's you modeling it for them. Uh, it's you showing them what to do. We always say in ch kids ministry and student ministry that way more is caught than is taught. Uh, so they're watching you worship. Uh, they're watching if you're doing their reading plans with them. They're watching how you talk to, if you have kids that, you, that go to Life Kids or you have kids on the weekend that you see, they're seeing how you interact with your own children. Uh, they're paying attention to the things that you do and you're trying to decide, do I want what they have? So it's not really how do I teach them how to go deeper in the faith, but am I living in such a way that the way I follow Jesus says, wow, I want to be more like my switch group leader and the way they follow Jesus is special. Yep. And if I love what you said, way more is caught than is taught. So I want everybody to think about it this way. If it was the other way around, if it was way more is taught than is caught, then they, we wouldn't need small groups. Like, I mean, right. I hope that you understand yeah. that. Like, then they could just come to Switch. They could listen to the message, absorb 100% of what they're hearing and mm -hmm. go home a better person and a yeah. closer follower of Christ. But since we know that's not how it works, it is so essential that you see yourself as the pastor and mentor in their life. And while we are a pastor and we love them and we want to be on their team and we got their back and we want to support you, we recognize that you are the primary influencer in their life. The people who are walking alongside them that are knowing them in these smaller groups, you're the one with all the influence. And so they are watching you. I love, Gavin, that you even said like the way you raise your own children, like the way that you talk to your own kids. It's like, yeah. I mean, those things that we would think, yeah, that's not even relevant to them. Well, it is relevant to them because they themselves are a kid. Like they, they know like what it would feel like. Right. And so it, it's, it's important. Everything about the way we live our lives is really, really important. Um, hey, this next question, we'll do a couple more questions. This next question is really good. Um, it's a very interesting question, but it's a really good question. So even if this is one that you hear and you're like, I don't know if that relates to me, just hang tight. Um, it says, uh, the girls in my group are very into crystals and how they believe them to hold some sort of power. How can I navigate this conversation? I recognize that this is relevant. Gavin, I'm going to let you have this. <laughs> yeah. Because I love you and I'm a giver. No, thank you. Well, first thing you do is you get a bottle of oil or holy water. <laughs> And you cast <laughs> that demonic activity out of no, 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 no. Mm, um, yeah, come back, on. Backpedaling that a little bit. <laughs> um, it's so interesting when pop culture steps into spiritual practices, uh, whatever that looks yep. like, and it can get muddy for students, whether it's crystals, whether it's positive energy, good vibes. 
uh, a number of, of different things that are going to come in and out of being trendy. Um, one, it's it's not your job to fully understand the ins and outs of what crystals stand for and everything that goes into it. Um, but a big part is saying, well, what are you what are you looking for? Why is that something that's important to you? And kind of just understanding what are they trying to fill? What void are they having in their own life that they're trying to fill with something else? The bottom line is anytime we try and fill voids in our own life with something other than God's best for us, that's idolatry. Whether it's crystals, whether it's fast food, whether it's money, whether it's things that are can be good, helpful things, uh, it's making sure that we have the right perspective on what God has for us. Now, there are certain times when someone super spiritualizes it and does flirt with some things that are um, not biblical at all. And mm-hmm. there, there's a place to bring correction when the student is a follower of Christ. The great thing about Switch um, is not every single student that walks through our doors is a follower of Christ. So if it is someone who is brand new to Switch, I would take a completely different approach into hearing what are they talking about, Crystals? Like, what's why is this important? Where is this coming from? What do they actually believe about it? Uh, maybe their favorite influencer on Instagram or TikTok has mentioned some things. They're like, oh, I really like that person. I'm now into crystals. And all they know about it is whatever the influencer has told them. Um, really, they just are looking for a place to belong. And rather than that being the place just online, we're creating a space where they can know they can belong and find truth in the power of Jesus. Yep. There's, there's absolutely a path for you to protect the integrity of your small group, to mm-hmm. protect the understanding of what's happening for the students around, and to still love and respect the student who is new, stepping into this, has radically different beliefs, and not make them feel like, wow, they basically just told me I'm an idiot, right? So that's, that's never our goal. Our goal is always to go, we're going to meet you where you are. We're not going to lie to you. Like we're, we're, we're going to be honest, but we're going to meet you where you are because our goal is never to leave you where you were. And so like, we want to help you take a next step. And so I think that whether it's crystal balls or anything else in their life that they're, like you said, that they're idolizing or that they're looking at, it's important for us to show grace and then truth. And so it is so important that we do have the grace to say, Hey, you know what? you like we probably don't agree on this and and hey it's okay and i i'd love some time for us to sit down and maybe we could talk about why we don't agree on this like where our differences are and the season may come where you have a relationship that you can do that um my big thing i think some leaders right now are probably going okay but how do i make sure like you said how do i make sure that i do set the precedent for the rest of the group to know hey i know this person just set up that they believe there's power in these crystal balls and and I and we don't. And so that being said, how do I lead the rest of the group? I, I think it's good for us to set the tone and go, hey, as as believers in Jesus, we believe all of the power is in and through him and him alone. Yeah. Um, but hey, we, welcome to our church. And we're so glad that you're here. And it sounds like you maybe believe some things that we don't totally believe. But hey, we thank you for being open with us and letting us know where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then in the future, 
If you notice that that kid wants to continue to bring that up, I think that it's okay to take them aside, have a conversation and say, hey, we are so glad you're here. And here at our church, this is what we believe and our values and what we focus on. And I just want to ask you in the same way that I would respect you in your home and your beliefs, I want to ask, would you be willing to respect that while you're here, you're in the house of God and we do have different beliefs than you. Yeah. And so we want you to be here all the time. But could I ask you to maybe not bring that up for that to continue to be a topic of conversation in our small group since it isn't something that we believe in as a church? And I think you can have a one-on-one respectful conversation with a kid. You can show them that I'm going to be honest with you, but in no way does that mean that I'm rejecting you. We want you here. Yeah. But hey, let's be honest about where we're going. No, I love how you're wanting to like give them permission to like, hey, have the different belief, but you also invited them in such a kind way and asked it in the form of a question. Would you be okay with not doing this? You're almost giving them power, but you did it in such a way that you were directly leading them to the desired outcome. And so that that's beautifully done. And that's a way to do that that is very, very powerful and effective. Well, hey, um, this was a great time together. We had a lot of great questions submitted. I'm so thankful for everybody that submitted them. Gavin, did you get any phone calls during this podcast? No phone calls. I definitely checked it a few times. Like I'm on, I'm on pins and needles. Um, I'm so was I, and it's not even my baby, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, hey, we're really excited for you, Gavin. Um, maybe we should do a podcast together every day until that happens, just out of an, you know, an attempt to try to get it recorded. Absolutely. Just think about it. Josh yeah, and Gavin in the morning. Done. Yeah. And we can sing that song. That could be like the theme song at the beginning and end of the podcast. So I'm open to ideas. It'll be great. Um, mm. Hey, we are so thankful for all of you that joined us. We love Switch. We love Switch Leaders. Um, We recognize that you give up a lot of your lives to be a part of this ministry. It's not something that you just... You just show up, you're at church, and you're like, hey, I'll serve a little bit while I'm here, whatever. Like, no, you you give up every Wednesday night. You give up hours every evening on a Wednesday night. You give up time outside of Wednesday nights. You sacrifice a lot. You have conversations that are difficult. You make what you you have students that make you question yourself because they're so challenging. <laughs> and because of that, I want you to know you are having the greatest influence on the kingdom of God that I know of that you can have. I don't yeah. know anywhere else in the world that you can have the influence you're getting to have right now. Students are a sponge. They are ready for somebody to help shape them. And we are getting to be a part of that. So thank you for those of you that are doing it. We love you so much. If you have any, give us some help. If you have topic ideas or questions, remember, send it to switch at life.church so that we can help talk through those things on the podcast. Um, Also, remember to be an owner. Remember to support what's happening and switch at your location. Switch is happening there. You're a leader. You're a great leader or you wouldn't be a part of Switch. So step into that. If you see ways to make it better, talk to your youth pastor and let's keep making this ministry grow. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.